Hello everybody and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. This week we talk about the topic of being bold, which can for some people be very scary, uh, for some people it can be something that they want to do more of but they don't know how. Well, if either of those are you, we are talking about that today just with the regular team. This is a classic old school ML podcast, no guests. Um, so enjoy this and of course, have a magical week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Magical Learning Podcast for this week. For those playing along at home, you'll notice there's no guest this week. So this is a classic episode of uh, the ML Podcast. So for those that have been interested in seeing what these would look like now after a little hiatus, we're back uh, to try one of these ones. So um, before we get into it, though, let's check in and see how the team's going. So, Danette, how are you going this week? Well, I've been in bed most of this week, Jess, so I managed to bring back a cold coming back in from New Zealand and um, managed to spend my entire birthday in bed, which is pretty awesome. Got to read a really good book. Um, and, yeah, today's the first day I've sort of got up and got dressed this week other than Monday. So, well, Good effort. Good effort. Yes. Um, <laughs> how are you feeling? Are you feeling a bit better? A bit better. Still got the tickly throat and coughing thing when it gets cold air. So just sort of trying to stay warm. Yeah, Thanks, fair enough. That's all right. <laughs> Graham, how are you going this week? Yeah, I'm good, Jess. Thanks. Glad it's Friday. Uh, also excited about the fact that it's the end of the financial year, which um, is a, a double whammy. Um, and uh, grateful that whatever little bugs are floating around in Internet's throat have not made their way to me yet. Touch wood. <laughs> and uh, people will be hearing this probably in early August. So, yes, we recorded this at the end of financial year. So cast your mind back to that time, and that's when we were recording this. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, good to see that you've stayed safe there, Graham. Um, Al, how are you going this week? I'm guessing that was me, Jess. The sound just cut out. Uh, yeah, I've had a really great week enjoying the sunshine up here. And yeah, the highlight for me on the weekend, I actually got Renee out in the two-seater boat that I bought for the two of us that Renee didn't quite know about. And we went for a paddle down the creek to within 100 metres of the surf. And Renee enjoyed herself and I was very excited. And yeah, looking forward to going one step further, which I haven't quite told Renee about yet. <laughs> that's awesome al uh, we never know what event is going to happen week to week with you so it's always exciting to hear uh, <laughs> is, it, is it inappropriate al to ask what the next thing i, I sort of want to ask because i really want to know and then part of me there's a voice in my head screaming do not uh don't go there because the next step may not be suitable for mixed audiences i don't know, I don't know where oh, i was going with it oh, this boat is designed to go through the waves grain so yes <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm not sure if Renee is designed to go through the waves. Though. You you have your affairs in order. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm assuming beforehand. Uh, I'll start with a little waves. Good. Good luck. <laughs> awesome, Al. Well, we're excited to hear how that goes next week. Um, John, how are you going uh, this week? I'm doing really well, Jess. Hey, everyone. Um, it was interesting. Last weekend, I went for a walk, and I I played back one of our old podcasts on responsibility um and it was just i guess always new but it sort of dawned on me just what a responsibility this is um that we have i guess in imparting imparting some information or giving out some knowledge that we think we're we're good at um there was also one there 
uh, Graham's six C's of responsibility was in there and he was talking about how he's going to come up with more models. So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the next model. No pressure. <laughs> Appreciate the absence of pressure, John. Uh, we will have the three Ds of boldness by the end of this podcast. Three Ds, okay. Three Bs. Bs. Yeah, alliteration is boring, but oh, there's one already. <laughs> That's a teaser trailer right there. Very exciting, Graham. Um, <laughs> and thanks for that, John. We're excited. Um, yeah, Graham, we're expecting about thirteen models by the end of the episode. So if you can, um, if you can pull those together, that'd be great. Thanks for reminding us of that, John. Um, and Leggers, uh, occasional member of the <laughs> podcast. Leggers, how are you going this week? Yeah, I'm good. I uh, usually miss this because I'm very busy with uni, but I'm on my uh, uni holidays at the moment, um, which is very exciting, although I am still extremely busy with uni. So um, <laughs> working on my final project and just trying to get things sorted for the next semester. Um, but it's going all right. It's going all right. So... Uh, and uh, Jez and I also did a audio recording for that this week as well. Uh, so it's fun. Had two of my other friends over as well to do the other voices. So uh, look out for Jez FM's uh, cameo and that later on this year. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Jez, how, how was your week? My week's been pretty good. I've been working on a um, Channel 31 TV show that people will be able to see, I guess, around the time that this comes out called Chatterbox with Ben Murphy. But as you're listening, as we're recording it right now, we're very much in pre-production. But by the time this comes out, it will be pretty much ready to go. Uh, and so I've just been helping organize the writer's room, which has been fun. And, you know, helping people come up with jokes and stuff like that. So it's been pretty good. Um, yeah. Um, well, anyway, let's jump into today's topic because uh, as people may have uh, forgotten, if they haven't heard one of these type of podcasts in a while, or um, if you're new to the podcast, a ML Classic podcast is where we have a topic and we have three questions and we all go around and talk about sort of our thoughts on the questions. So this week I wanted to talk about being bold. I always thought this is a good topic. Um, whenever I have conversations about it, I always find them interesting. So um, I might start with you, Danette, here today. Uh, and my first question is, what are things you've seen, done, or heard about that come to mind when you hear the phrase being bold in business? Jez, your thing went out again. It's it's doing a weird oh. thing. Yeah, it's, it's oh, okay. Well, um, do, anyway. <laughs> do you want to do the ML, recon, ML recommendation first? You are spot on there, actually. Yes, let's do the ML recommendation. <laughs> so, Jeez, the wheels have fallen off here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It just so, sound just goes out occasionally. It's weird, Jez. It's oh. it's the handheld mic. Yeah, it's true. My skills yeah. aren't there. <laughs> <laughs> so my ML recommendation is a book called Sensitive. I don't know whether you can see that because I haven't got my video on at the moment. Um, so this book is about 30% of the population are what they would call highly sensitive people. So there's a couple of different ways that people can be sensitive. So they can be sensitive to their environment, for argument's sake. They can be sensitive to the senses. Um, for example, if anyone knows me and Vegemite on toast, they know that I like a waft of Vegemite on toast, not a slathering of Vegemite. And apparently that's one of the things of sensitive. So people can find if they're highly sensitive that whatever that sensitivity is, it can help them relate to people, but it also can help them 
or it may require that they need time away from the environment to actually refresh and renew themselves. Super interesting book in terms of um, whether you're a highly sensitive adult or you may be raising sens highly sensitive kids who might find their environments overwhelming, et cetera. But really interesting book um, and made me think about the fact that I hadn't actually thought about me being highly sensitive. I thought more I was more extroverted, sorry, introverted, so I needed time away from people to refresh and renew. But actually now I've read this book, I'm pretty sure I'm, I've got some highly sensitive traits. So Highly Sensitive um, by Jen Grandman and Andre Solo. Awesome book. Amazing. And that was our ML recommendation. Um, thank you, Jeanette. That was a, that was a great one. And um, I, I think we'll have a link to that in the description so you can check that out. Um, awesome. Now I might start, let's go back to where we were. Uh, Danette, uh, we were talking about being bold and, uh, I guess my first question for you is what are some things that you've done, seen or heard about when it, at, that come to mind when you think of the phrase being bold in business? So I think anyone who runs a business first off is bold, um, uh, because they've taken a bet on themselves to be able to try something that they pretty much are funding themselves. And so I think it, at the start, it can actually just be backing yourself in an idea that you've got. I think also when you see people in business pushing the envelope, being um, willing perhaps to be um, the first in a particular area, that can also be um, being bold. And I think being authentically yourself in a marketplace where you're often told not to stand out, I think being authentically yourself can be really bold too. Amazing. Thanks great for that, Danette. Yeah, great one. Um, Graham, I'm going to go to you now. What are some things you've seen, done or heard about that come to mind when you think of the phrase being bold in business? Thanks, Jess. Um, the, the ones that stood out most for me were... Um, people that we typically call disruptors. Um, I, I love, I actually love Danette's um, idea and, and agree 100%. Anybody who starts a business is bold. Um, often because we have no idea where it's going to end up. Uh, we might think we do, but but no idea. But uh, people like, um, like him or loathe him, Elon Musk, um, Steve Jobs back when he was running Apple the second time around, partly because they just believed that insane things were possible and it turns out they were correct at least some of the time um so yeah for me it's the um it, it's just people who and and part of this i guess is probably also that authenticity piece but um people who uh don't take no for an answer or who, who dare to dream you know like crazy dreams Amazing. That was a very, very clear answer. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so. Well, I mean, I think that's cool, though, that combination of authenticity and daring to dream. I think they're kind of sort of related to some degree where you're being authentic about what you want to achieve. And even if people haven't done it, you're like, okay, I'm willing to go for it. So I think that's cool. Yeah, thanks. Jess. It's mm. also, you know, it's, it's a little like rocking up to uh, a podcast on a Friday afternoon wearing an Udi. <laughs> daring was, to dream. Daring to, daring to, yeah. <laughs> Daring to dream that it'll get warm one day. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, Graham. Um, Al, I'll throw to you. 
What are some things we've, you, that you have seen, done, or heard about that come to mind when you hear the phrase being bold in business? Yeah, I really love what Danette and Graham have sort of said there around you know, being our authentic self and daring to dream. I guess the example that really stood out to me was a guy who had a really high-paying job but just didn't like the job. You know, it was keeping away from his family but wasn't working and he was going down the path that, you know, his parents or, you know, that tribe wanted him to go down. He was proud of where he got to but it just wasn't working for him. And he threw all that away, dared to dream to do something he wanted to do, and is now in a similar paying job, which you know, he couldn't have seen coming until he'd given up the first one. But he's home every night with his family and he's in a job that he absolutely loves. And hearing that example just inspires me to, you know, why do we stay where our tribe thinks we should? Let's get out there and do those things you know, we want to do. Love it, Al. Uh, and that's a great story. I um I love that. Um, John, I'll go to you. Uh, what are your uh, thoughts on what is something you've seen, done, or heard about what that comes to mind when you hear the phrase being bold in business? For me, Jez, it's that, yeah, the ability to take calculated risks or being, a, being aware of risk, but, but doing it anyway. So, you know, seeing a gap in the market and going for that, challenging the norm um, rather than just sitting and being complacent. So, you know, you've got companies had more companies like Kodak and BlackBerry who were leaders in their field, but they just lagged behind. They decided to stay comfortable rather than go with the innovation and fell behind and virtually disappeared. Whereas you've got a, another company like Uber who you've got a consolidated um, way of travel called taxis and they've gone, actually, we can do something different. you know. And now you've got all these food companies that menu log and so forth that work off a similar sort of vein, but they've, they've really challenged the way things are done. Um, you know, Virgin were, were much the same. You go from a record company dealing with music and then you're suddenly into airplanes and now you're into going into outer space. I mean, they're companies that just do amazing things. Um, and they stand out for what they do. You know, they've seen that gap, they've gone for it, they've made decisions. And I'd say a lot of these companies are also having to be really flexible and quick on their feet. Um, I read a book about Virgin and prior to their their first flight, where they were being assessed as whether they could be an air, airplane or, or not, um, they flew the plane to wherever and blew an engine and had 24 hours to turn it around to get a new engine on. And, and it's like that's it's that flexibility that these companies adapt and overcome. So that's, to me, what being bold is. And it doesn't have to be uh, going to the space, but it's just got to be, you know, having a dream and going, actually, I can do that. Um, yeah, and taking that calculated risk. Yeah, wow. What a good example. Thanks, John. Um, so true. Going into space, they're literally, you know, beyond blue sky thinking. Um, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, Awesome. Uh, Leggers, I'll throw to you now. What are some things you've seen, done, or heard about that come to mind when you hear the phrase being bold in business? So the person I thought of um, was Rihanna, the singer slash entrepreneur, and especially, for example, with her Fenty Beauty launch, um, where she really focused on inclusivity with the launch with 40 different foundation shades, which was unheard of in the industry Usually the industry catered very much to lighter skin shades and there would maybe be an afterthought for one or two darker shades. 
Um, so there was this huge gap in the market for people of color um, and also on the other end of the spectrum, people with albinism and stuff like that. Um, and so she launched a beauty business with 40 Shades, which is very risky because um, it had never been done before and um, it would cost a lot more money with startup production. But uh, it sold out consistently where it was launched um, because she saw that huge gap in the market for people of colour um, and those shades were consistently selling out. Um, and then she's gone on to launch like a lingerie brand uh, called Savage Times Fenty. Um, and she also, again, focused on inclusivity. So she got people with disabilities. She got plus size models. She uh, got people of varying genders. Um, and she sort of did a, she competed with the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, which um, even people that don't really focus on the industry may have heard of before. Um, and it was sort of the pinnacle of, I guess, what runway uh, shows should be. And she did her own version of that. That was way more production cost, but had like dancers. It had singers. It had like uh, insane walkway, uh, sorry, runways and stuff like that. And it was so much better. And the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show was sort of um, lagged in popularity because of that, because they never had inclusivity in terms of their models. It was always very thin models. Um, that looked a very certain way. Um, and so I think she really saw that people want to be represented in sort of the marketing and she has succeeded because she has done that. So I thought that was a good example. Yeah, And it's, nice. it combines what everyone else has been saying because she's mm. focused on those sort of gaps and she's innovated. Um, so it sort of combines what everyone else was saying. Um, but I think it's a good example. Yeah, well, nice one, Legis. I was going to say too that that whole inclusivity. Yeah, I when people often think bold, they think making big profits, but actually bold is perhaps thinking about the impact. So, inclusivity, whether it's you know making a better world in terms of the environment, whether it's making better communities and stuff like that. So, I didn't say that in mind, but you just reminded me, Legis. So, great example. Thank you. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I also think that um, being bold doesn't always have to lead to success. I think it's just interesting sometimes to see what swings people take. Like I think two big ones for me that I've thought about recently were the Mark Zuckerberg metaverse, which was a huge swing. I think it's multi-billion dollars that sort of seems to not be panning out. And this new Apple virtual reality goggles that like both of these things, we don't really know the final outcome of, but I think they're both pretty big swings, if nothing else, you know, in a sense that they're just going to go, they're being bold and being like, we'll just jump into this and who knows, you know, if it'll work. Um, but yeah, great examples, everyone. Um, all right, like, as I might start with you for this one here, which is what stops people from being bold and how can they fix it? Um, so I think obviously a big one is the fear of unknown and the fear of change, uh, whether that has a financial sort of uh, risk associated with it. I think that holds a lot of people back into what they know succeeds. Um, but I think you have to sort of be adaptable if you want to uh, succeed in business. And a lot of being adaptable is being bold with new ideas and innovation and stuff like that. Um, I think also a lot of times people personally are not bold because 
they're sort of scared of being criticized um, or judged. And I think that keeps a lot of people sort of in their place um, that they know is comfortable. But I think there's a lot to be said for what happens when you sort of become more authentically yourself and people that sort of associate with that start surrounding you and it, you know you can grow and change because of that so yeah I would say that's my answer <laughs> amazing thanks Lakers uh, good answer um, John I'll throw to you now what stops people from being bold and how can they fix it yeah Jez I'm similar to Lakers um, for me it's the fear you know and someone once told me that fear is just false evidence appearing real um, you know and that's what stops you so it's that the fear of risk if I go and do this and I get it wrong and I fail what's that look like but it's also I think the bigger fear is yeah the tribe and the people around you and what are they going to think because we don't do that um, and it's it's just scary to break out of that and you know in Australia it's all that tall poppy syndrome um, and if you rise too high someone's going to you know cut the legs out from under you or take your head off as part of that but to me it's just fear yeah, I love that. Um, what was that? What was that acronym again, there, John? That was a good one. False evidence appearing real. Love it. That's awesome. I've, I've got one as well, just to share. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a competition now. and run. Sorry, I didn't want to swear there. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks for that. Good acronyms there, everybody. Some two takeaways there. Love that. I just uh, apologise to all of our <laughs> listeners and viewers. Uh, I am deeply, deeply sorry. And uh, if we've offended you in any way, well, if Jeanette has offended you, then I do it. You're just jealous you didn't get in first. Correct. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, thanks for that, everybody. Um, Al, I'll throw to you. What uh, stops people from being bold and how can they fix it? Yeah, my thoughts exactly the same as you know, Legas and John there. It's that fear and that tribe around us that will reinforce that fear. And you know, I guess to me, the next step there is, you know, do we want to keep that tribe or can we be brave enough or bold enough to move on and find another tribe that do back us to do, you know, what I call that weird thing that our tribe sort of wants to hold us back and won't let us do because Sometimes those weird things turn out to be lots of fun and take us places that we love to be. Absolutely. Absolutely, Al. I think that's a good point. And I think that, you know, we've touched on this before, but it's also about, you know, who you hang out with. And I think sometimes different tribes can be for different types of things that you want to do, you know. So maybe you just find a tribe that's encouraging for weird stuff and then you have just your other friends for other times. <laughs> love that, Al. Thank you very much. Um, Graham, I'll throw to you now. What stops people from being bold and how can they fix it? I um, just applaud all of the answers so far. because, And I, I really like this sort of central theme of, of tribe. Um, and the fear thing, I think, is absolutely correct. A couple of other things I had written down. Um, one was I, I wonder whether sometimes we, um, we don't know what or how. Or we don't know what to do to be bold or we don't know how to do something that's bold i'm not sure about that one um but the other thing that came to me was sometimes i wonder whether not having a it's like a sense of sort of purpose or meaning 
it's almost like having a personal personal vision of of wanting to do or become or contribute to something that's bigger than us. And I think if we if we lack that, I suspect that we would really struggle to even consider being bold. And I and I guess one of the benefits of of a good tribe is that they're going to help you be in that sort of headspace. Yeah, definitely. Did and any I of think, that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, um, yeah, I think it's a good point. It's a good point to re- to reflect and reframe it around that tribe element. I think it is an important point that people have been making. So I love that, um, Graham. Um, Danette, what stops people from being bold and how can they fix it? I loved everyone's answers. Um, the other thing I see a lot is people um, consider the risk And they stay focused on the negative side of the risk rather than thinking about the opportunities. So I think also working with your brain. So your brain is naturally more negative focus and positive focus because we brain's always searching for threads. And I think if we ask really great questions, we can open our brain out to what are the possibilities or the opportunities that perhaps if we did this thing that we would have an impact. And, And I really... I agree with Graham's a bit about that purpose. So if you look at people like Elon Musk and the other person I looked at recently was um, Melanie Perkins, who was the co-creator of Canva and just looking at something that was other people just didn't consider and then creating something that made the world a better place, um, you know, because of that ability to stick with something longer than most people. So most people would have said to Elon Musk, stop like he nearly went bankrupt a couple of times when he was doing tesla and stuff like that and yet he continued and so that purpose so that belief in what what you're trying to do plus going you know i'm going to make it happen somehow surrounding himself with and themselves with people who believe that they can achieve stuff and even when they can't when the tribe is saying no give up that that internal purpose to say i can't give up because this is going to happen i'm going to make it happen so I think they're also really important. And, yeah, I agree that multiple you can have multiple tribes that help you with different things as well. And I think all of us have a responsibility to be the encourager of people who are brave enough and bold enough to go out there and do something different. So we can be the naysayers or the encouragers. Great question, Jess. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that purpose thing is so important, like what Graham said as well there. Um, I was just also going to say, like, I think uh, every time it's we try and we struggle to do something that we want to do, it's always the same thing, which is that it'll be too hard. That's But that's always going to be true of anything that you try. That's always going to be the first thing is that it's going to be too hard. So if you can get past that part, I think then it becomes easier to uh, move on to the next bit. Okay, well, um, I'll stay with you here, Danette. What can we do to become a little bolder in both business and life? I love the concept of the 1% improvement. So if you improve yourself 1% a day, whether it's business or life, doesn't look like much in the first week or the first month, but 12 months time, you're nearly 37 times different from how you are today. So the old phrase of how do you eat an elephant, one bite at a time, I think is also a really good thing for being bold. Start small, start today, and just each day do something that stretches your comfort zone a little bit so that over time your comfort zone becomes massive. Great question. Love it. (laughs) Thanks, Danette. Graham, I'll go to you now. What can we do to become a little bolder in both business and life? 
Um, I, I love the 1% wins, small steps. Um, I have two models that so only come up with two so far. Sorry, John, around um, this idea of being bold. The first one is this. Now, this is a completely visual thing. So for those of you who are only listening, this is not going to be helpful. Uh, for those of you who may be watching the video, this is a challenge for you to be bold and give us your most bold interpretation of that model. Um, Jez will let you know where to send your interpretation of that model. That was the first one. The second one, I've, I've come up with the four Bs of boldness. Um, and I'm not convinced that they're in the right order, but what the hell? First is being. Yeah, we live in um, we live on a planet where most of us spend most of their time as human doings. And I know it's a cliche, but it's still true. Um, so I suspect boldness starts by just being, by hitting the pause button or the stop button and thinking a little more deeply about why we're here and what we're trying to achieve. Um, the second B of boldness is belonging. Um, you know, the theme again of tribe, I think, is, has been central to a lot of what we discussed today. Um, and feeling that we belong to something important is, is hugely helpful. The third is believing. And again, this sort of speaks to that mission, purpose, vision thing, um, believing that there's something I can do or something I can create, something I can contribute to that will literally um, you know, make a change in the world. And the last is beginning which sort of goes back to the 1% wins is just uh, just take the first bite or the first small step. So there you are, the four Bs of boldness. You heard it first on the Magical Learning Podcast. Amazing work, Graham. Gra glad that uh, John reminded you of the, um, of the uh, systems and stuff there. John, how did you rate that one? Well, I was going to see Graham's four and I'm going to raise him to five for oh. the uh, P's. Of boldness let's do it so i had personal own your own flaws and you and your own strengths um you've got to have that perception of yourself otherwise and and the whole of you not just the good you know what do you think of the good parts priorities so for boldness have clear priorities what do how you know where's the end goal then it was pair and again i don't know if these are in the right order but pair so Work with smart people, good people who complement your flaws and your strength um, and pair action with knowledge so that you're informed as well. Progress, build momentum. As Danette said, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. It's, it's, you build on that momentum and get it going. And then finally, a pathway. So know where you're going, but move with intention. So they were my five Ps. Amazing work, John. That was that was really good. Graham, thoughts? I'm. Uh, I thought it was fantastic, John. So thank you. I really like that. Um, I'm wondering whether Al's sitting there thinking, "Oh crap, how am I going to come up with the six cues of boldness?" But there's the challenge, Al. No, I. I the, the uh, it was great, John. Thank you. Yeah, I was just going to say the the challenge has to be. Jay I think both because... of those. I think it's. Hmm. Oh, Jay. Yeah, because then it can be PB and J, uh, the PB and J's of boldness, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Uh, so. All right. <laughs> Good luck, Al. <laughs> so, Al, what's your uh, yeah, intricate model for how do we become a little bolder in both business and life? 
I'm going to have to go out on a completely different uh, limb here, James. <laughs> um, going down the, the P theme, I guess my example is I am doing something quite weird at the moment and I'm going to become a Pilates instructor. And when I told one of my tribe at home, the first word he came up with was, was an F word. But then he sort of turned quite supportive. But the big thing I really noticed was I, like Danette said, I focused on all the reasons why I couldn't do it. I listened to the reasons where he said, you know, he had so many reasons why it's not going to work. You know, blokes like me aren't, you don't see many blokes like me as a Pilates instructor. But when I got to talking to my Pilates instructor and heard all the reasons why she became an instructor, that's what I align with. And yeah, I'm going to give that a go. Whether it works out or not, I don't know, but I'm taking that risk. I love it, Al. That's a great example of being bold. That's awesome. And we are very excited to hear how that goes. Uh, but great work. That's really exciting. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> no stress. Um, Leggers, how what can we do to become a little bolder in both business and life? Um, one thing that I have here is sort of uh dress in something that makes you feel a little confident. So like if you're having a like a hard day at work or you have to do a pitch or something like that and you're feeling anxious about it just like make yourself feel good about yourself before sort of leaving the house so I also do um because I have sort of social anxiety and I don't like public speaking but I have to do all these things for uni so I've you know had to sort of work through this and like I sort of give myself little affirmations and one that I really I saw in a movie that I really liked it was from The Help um, and it's what this um, sort of maid uh, says to this young child and it's you is smart you is kind you is important so I always try and remind myself like you're smart you're kind and you're important so like what you have to say matters and you know even if other people don't necessarily agree if I believe in it go for it kind of a vibe so I find that that's quite helpful and also like I think a lot of positive change in this world comes from people that are bold so if you think you're too scared to change you know insight change in the world a lot of people have been for all of history but they have managed to change the world for like the better um so I think you know, being bold incites positive change. So, yeah, there's a me. <laughs> Great job, Leggers. Um, love it. Uh, and yeah, that's true. Um, it's good to remind yourself of these things as well. Um, now Graham has just sent in a list of J's. Uh, so Graham, uh, I could we get you to uh, <laughs> read out for the PB and J? Uh, for the triple threat there, what have we got here? Six J's of boldness. I didn't Count actually get jelly. Well, I sort of did get. <laughs> I did get uh, jelly in the shape of jelly beans, just to be a little bit more specific. Um, no color preference. Uh, joint venture, which sort of goes back to John's thing about pairing. Uh, jelly beans, just sometimes with a little sugar here to get going. I, I don't condone excessive intake of sugar, folks, at all. But you know, something. <laughs> Uh, I think joint venture is just remembering if you want to be bold, you don't have to do it on your own. You know, Elon Musk might look like he's a genius and he's out there doing all this amazing stuff on his own, but he's not and he never has been. Um, it's not the way it works. Jumanji, just because. I don't know. I can't. I, 
can't reconcile. This was supposed to be a private list. Uh, number four, the J, number four J was juxtaposition. So I think sometimes we, and this goes back to one of Danette's comments before about, um, what was your comment about seeing it? Sometimes we just see the, the issue or the risk and we don't necessarily look at things as an opportunity or possibility. So uh, yeah, flipping things around to see it differently. Number five, just jump. Yeah, just do it. It's okay. And number six, which probably should be number one, is joy. And part of the joy thing, I think, is celebrating when we just jump or when we take the first step or and um, celebrating when we do something and it ends up not working because that's like fantastic. We've just learned something. So there you go. Um, pathetically, there six J's of boldness. Graham, I've got one for Jumanji. So sometimes, like, let's imagine your life as the board game. Sometimes you're just one dice roll away from change, you know? I <laughs> Sometimes it feels like another... you're in the jungle. I like that, because I thought you were going to give me another J word to replace Jumanji, and I was going to no, be jealous. I'm going with it. No, I'm just going going with it. But I like that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're on mute, Jess. I was sorry. I was going to say, let's just uh, let's celebrate all of you being bold and uh, putting together a J list so quickly. Uh, amazing <laughs> stuff. There we go. Little uh, don't know if that bell came through, but um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's uh, the uh, very exciting. All right, well, everybody, thank you so much for the conversation. Before we wrap up, though, let's grab some final thoughts there um, on an amazing conversation. So I'll start with you, Leggers. Any final thoughts on being bold? Um, I think there's been a lot of great sort of takeaways from this sort of conversation, but I think like, you know, find the tribe that will help you and sort of back yourself because you might have, you know, important ideas and you might, you know, include people and, you know, you can change the world if you just be a little bolder, maybe. That's beautiful. Thanks, Leggers. And thanks for joining on today. Great to have you on the ML podcast. Um, it's been great John. to be here. Oh, beautiful. Um, John, uh, any final thoughts on being bold? Yeah, for me, Jez, it's back yourself. Um, whatever it is you're going to do, just back yourself. And, and as Allegra said, there have been some great examples throughout history. And one wasn't by a company or someone who who made millions of dollars out of it. You know, had a lady by the name of Rosa Parks who sat down in a seat and did something that was against the, the norm and made a huge difference to society just by sitting in a seat. So, you know, there are those sort of being bold as well. Yeah. Amazing. Great example there, John. Um, love that. And thanks again for today. Al, uh, I'll go to you now. Any final thoughts on being bold? The one that really stood out for me, Jess, is when Legas talked about that internal self-talk and I had the awareness of the tribe around me, but that really got me thinking, of what's the tribe inside my head saying, and yeah, flipping that around to you know, getting them to focus on the positive and backing myself. Yeah, great example there, Al. And thanks for the podcast today. Great work. Thanks, uh, Jess. No stress. Graham, any final thoughts on today's conversation and being bold? Um, I, I, I'd love the conversation. I think there's, uh, again, the, the simple sort of common threads throughout all of this, the, the tribe. Um, and I'd love you know, Al's comment about it. what's the tribe in your head saying, um, what's happening there. So I think that whole awareness thing, um, for me, part of it, again, is just finding opportunity to stop 
because uh, I think that's when we have, you know, when we give ourselves permission to get off the treadmill and just pause and reflect and maybe listen to what that tribe in, your, in our head is saying, but also to think about what could be possible. Great conversation. Thank you, everyone. It's been really good. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, amazing. And thanks, uh, everybody, for all the models and systems we got as well. Graham and John, especially. Great efforts there, but like it's great little alley-oop there on the Jumanji. Um, and Danette, any final thoughts on uh, being bold or today's conversation? So I loved um, Liga's saying of being bold insights positive change. So being just a little bit bolder, imagine if everyone was a little bit bolder and and thought about making some positive change, how awesome that would be. And I really love the quote. I'm not sure who made it, but it's um, you can't beat someone who won't quit. So be your version of bold and don't let others, including the voices in your head, talk you out of it because if you've dreamed that bold dream, there's probably a very good reason, so follow it. Great topic. Missed having these conversations, everyone. I hadn't realised how much, mm. so thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. It's been so good to have um, my classic Elmo podcast. So good. Um, apologies for my amazing technical audio uh, mishaps today. <laughs> it's a new computer and a new mic for people watching at home. Um, but I hopefully did save it with that little bell sound effect, you know, so, you know, can't, can't win everything. Um, uh, everyone, thanks so much for the conversation today. What a great uh, podcast. Next week, we also have another Team Classic, ML Classic podcast. So no guests next week as well, for people that have liked this one. And then I think we might be getting into guests. I'll be having a look into it. But to everybody on the call, thank you so much. Uh, to people that want to watch this, go to Spotify and look at the thing. You can look at Graham's model. I'll have a question there. If you want to answer what the abstract image was, uh, feel free to put it in there. And otherwise, everybody, have a magical week.